0: Hey, I'm Fred. And I'm Ant. And this I'm is Creative Generation. Create a Generation of Hype. Today we're chatting with Phoebe and Matt from Little Great Box which is a YouTube travel channel.
1: I was terrified that I was going to have so much regret because I was already counting down to retirement. I was 24 going, (laughs) okay if I just hang in there I'll have great retirement, it'll be amazing and I realised I was wishing my own life away, it was just stupid.
0: They chat to us about a bunch of things including what it's like to leave a full-time, well-paying job and start YouTube. Fredrico, before we get started, we've been working really hard in the background on our own online course called Changer College, the online college just for content creators. Check it out at changercollege.com. That's C H A N G E R college.com.
2: Let's get into it.
0: Guys, welcome to Creator Generation. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have uh, Lee filling in for ants. Special guest. So, Lee works here at Changer. Yeah, but he does. And he's also been on a previous episode of the podcast where he talks about his experiences on the YouTube platform. Excellent. And uh, he's actually doing a, a, a associate course today, so he's unable to
3: join us. I hope Ant also hears how happy you were that I replaced him because we're replacing <laughs> Ant. Excellent. Excellent. Great <laughs> news. This such a better podcast. That's uh, the draw card. Yes.
0: Uh, actually, Ant <laughs> is unable to join us because he is just unable to join <laughs> us today. He Unfortunately, to he had enough. Being in Melbourne, he couldn't quite dial in today. But uh, we have Lee filling in, who is hopefully adequate. We will see. Hopefully,
3: above adequate. Okay, <laughs> we will see. We will see. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Yeah, he's all right.
0: Um, welcome. Thanks, Phoebe. Matt,
1: it's good to be here. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is.
0: That's good. That's good. Guys, let's start. Talk to us about Little Grey Box.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Little Grey Box is our YouTube channel. Um, well, makes sense. We're on the Changer Generation podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we got started. Uh,
0: Creator Generation. <laughs> <create> what <laughs> did I say? Changer Change Generation. <laughs> I'm
1: nervous, and I've already made a mistake. Right. Let me focus. Um, so, Little Grey Box started how a lot of people start out you just start out doing something as a hobby and because you have this thing inside you that you just feel like you want to do something creative and you want to share it and so yeah we started little Grey box as a website really um just as a personal blog and uh from there it just became something much bigger
0: it's an interesting area it's a area that a lot of people aspire to create a channel on because it's so i mean it's amazing to be able to, to travel and document your life how hard was it to get started
2: yeah, uh, pretty hard. I mean, uh, when we first started, we were just sort of filming ourselves doing stuff and there wasn't any talking um, and those sort of videos didn't really take off. It wasn't until we started to put some dialogue into it um, and we started filming stuff, Phoebe sitting, talking to camera about her experience in a certain country and those things took off for us. So we realised that was where we needed to go. Um, and then we, from there, we moved into more wanting to film stuff on the road. Yeah.
1: I would say it's still really hard. It's not like our platforms are still so big that when big brands think of working with somebody, they immediately think of us. That's not at all. We're still trying to get a foothold in the travel industry. It's so heavily saturated. There are so many travel creators and so much crossover too. Like a lot of people in fashion and beauty that end up working with travel clients because they have such a big following already. And Um, A big part of it for us has been about repeat clients, just managing somehow to have a really good quality client see us and then we work our butts off for them and try and exceed their expectations and then they come back to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really how it's sustainable while we wait for things to build.
0: Let's talk about the the beginning. Like what were you doing in life before you decided to do YouTube?
1: We were just just regular people. I had been working for the Queensland government for a long time um, and then I took... Time off for us to move to London, and really, the whole purpose of moving to London was that we were both just miserable. We both just felt like something's not right in our lives. We are not fulfilled. we don't feel happy within ourselves, you know, and we had no reason not to. We had these great jobs, um, secure jobs, great income, great apartment, we'd gotten engaged, like we were in a, such a good place in our lives, and to still not feel happy and know that it's not each other or you know it's something deeper within yourself. Um, and we went to London, we started Little Robox there. Yeah. The, the joy you get from even just doing that creative stuff, even just for a little bit, it was so motivating and inspiring and it just felt right. It was like, I need to do that more.
0: I mean, a lot of people, this is a big thing for a lot of people who have this dream to quit their jobs and like mm. do YouTube full time, which is, you know, it's amazing yeah. if you can do it, but it's a big step. Yeah. Right. And so tell us about like how, what went into the thinking obviously you got a secure job as an auditor you were doing graphic design like mm. when at what point you decide, no I'm going to do this full time and I don't need a full time income
1: um it was me who did it and I was I was not fearless people say that they're like oh you're so brave like how did you do that no 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 I was terrified that I was going to look back on my life and have so much regret because I was already counting down to retirement. I was 24 going, <laughs> okay, if I just hang in there, I'll have great retirement. It'll be amazing. And that's, I realized I was wishing my own life away. It was just stupid.
3: Mm. It's a pretty relatable thing because I think a yeah. lot of people have these passions and they're working a job just to make money. And, yep. you know, I think it's, it is super scary to say, look, I want to yeah. follow my, I've got a purpose. Yeah. I'm yeah. not fulfilling that purpose in this role. I'm just working for a paycheck. Exactly. And, um, you know, you obviously love travel, both of you. Mm. What, what made you think, no, I want to actually go into YouTube and make that the career?
1: For me personally, it was this feeling that I get um, when we're doing this stuff, when we're filming the, the videos, it's not just something we're doing. It feels amazing. It, it, it sounds so cheesy, but it feels like it's my life purpose. When I'm doing that, have you ever heard of that thing he told me about? Is it Flow? Yeah. Who's the guy?
2: Chicks and Haley.
1: Chicks and Haley, Chicks- Flow. It's like when you lose all sense of time. And you are just so present and in the moment because you are just having a blinder. That's how I feel when we're making those videos. So it wasn't it wasn't even so much about oh we should do YouTube. It was like this is the right thing to do. How do we do this? And it's YouTube.
0: Mm. Yeah. And you started with the old uh, a devil. The old um, got. Sort of still in a little bit of your old job and then you started dabbing here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually, it's a really common way to do it. It's probably the safest way to do it as well. Yeah. Um, There are people who just think, oh, I'm just going to jump straight into it and that can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. Um, Because we are all human, we all have to earn (laughs) some sort of living. Yeah. And, I mean, that's obviously, that's quite hard, obviously. You're investing in your dream effectively, right? Mm. It's like, you know, anyone who starts a new company or starts a new business have to invest in that. But, you know, you have to want to scale that pretty quickly in order to make it sustainable, right? Mm.
2: Yeah, it's taking longer than we thought, to be honest. Um, at this point, we're still not where we want to be, um, and it's taking time, but it, it's something we love to do, so it doesn't feel like we're wasting time. We're, we're just working towards a goal that we really want to do. So.
0: It is, that is something that really comes across a lot with the YouTubers we work with. Is they love what they do so much, it doesn't matter as much if they're not earning um, a yeah. lot of money.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. We wake up every day feeling like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing with my life.
3: And what about the rest of your friends? What did they think when you said, this is what we're doing?
1: To be honest, when I told people that I was going to quit my job, everybody said, don't do that. I think you said, are you sure about that? Yeah. You, he trusts me implicitly. He was like, I will support you endlessly. If that's what you want to do, absolutely do it, but I'm terrified. But um, my mum was like, uh, don't do that, <laughs> don't do that. Our friends were like, are you sure? His sister and her husband were like, oh, guys, I don't know about this. So yeah, But I'm very stubborn, and when people say, oh... You shouldn't do that. I'm like, actually, you're wrong because I know that this is the right thing to do and I'm going to do it. I'm going to prove you wrong.
3: Is <laughs> yeah, so that resilience is pretty fundamental to being a YouTuber, right? Because like, you're going to get a lot of people say, well, what is that? What is it that you're trying to do? How do you make a career from that? So having a support network is part of why we did... Greater Generation as an app is to actually create a support network because not everyone has that. Not everyone mm-hmm. has the support of parents. And mm-hmm. where can you turn to? Who else can understand this job? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's
1: nothing better than when you get together around another group of creators and you can talk about things very openly and honestly because what we do is so amazing that often I feel uncomfortable talking about the negative aspects of it because I'm, I don't want to seem ungrateful. I don't want to seem un- entitled or like I'm whinging when I have the, the best job in the world. I, I don't want to feel that way. But when you're around other creators – You can be honest Mm -hmm. and they go, yeah, I totally get it. That sucks. You know, clients don't pay you on time or whatever. Like they get it. Okay.
0: So tell us, how did it go from being something that you had to self-fund predominantly to something that actually started moving under its own inertia?
1: It, it happened very slowly and total transparency. It's still happening. Like it, we are not, we have not made it. We are still in the grind right now. Um, so for us, it's, it started to be little pieces of income and it was mainly the website, um, cause we hadn't, we launched YouTube sometime after the website. Um, so the website was sponsored posts. People would, maybe it was making like $140 a month. It was earning nothing. And then it started to be more sponsored posts and more, Hey, will you come and stay at this hotel and we'll pay you $300 to stay here. And it was like little bits of freelance writing on the side for me as well. Um and then once the once the website really got to roll on, then we started to be able to set some rates and go, oh, "Okay, we can come out and do that for this much or this much and it 's been the same with the videos. We just started doing them off our own back, and then clients would come to us and say can we can we engage you to make a video about this or that, and we'll pay you and you put it on your channel?" But to be honest, uh, um, we do make money behind the scenes as well. So brands see what we make and they see that skill and they go, oh, okay, well, we want you four 30-second long videos about our property in Noosa, for example. Can you come out and we'll pay you to make those? Mm.
2: And I still do some design work on the side, just Mm. like Phoebe's sort of freelance writing, that sort of stuff.
0: Mm. Let's talk about like the travel now. Obviously, if anyone looks at your channel, they'll see some pretty amazing places you go to, right? And you do some pretty... Great things, um, and you know you got things like you know it's show what it's like to fly business class and first class. Obviously, it's sponsored there. Um, like, what kind of like how did that come about? Then, how did you start doing these bigger trips?
1: Um, I got very lucky. Um, so at first, brands wouldn't take both Matt and I. So um, I guess they didn't realize that you have to have two people. There wasn't that awareness of how. I can't film myself in the style that you want and blah, blah, blah. So it started off just being me. And I got very lucky that a girlfriend of mine, um, Nicola from Polkadot Passport, um, she was offered an opportunity with Singapore Airlines and she just didn't have the time in her calendar. And she was so generous and said to me, would you go in my place and just create you know, some content for my platforms and yours as well? So that's how I got my foot in the door with them. And then having a really big brand like that gave us some street cred, I guess. And then other brands saw that and were like, oh, okay, well, if Singapore Airlines want to work with them, Maybe we do too. So it's been those big brands have been key in giving us that credibility.
3: Mm. So if a brand comes to you and says, we want you to do this for us, like what's their expectation? Do you, ha- do you think this is going to compromise our vision? We're going to have to change what we wanted to do? Like How does it change the actual style of what you set out to do?
2: Yeah, it's very different for every client. Some of them are really tight on what they want and very clear. Sometimes they're really open and let you do whatever you want because they trust you and they know what you produce. Um, Singapore airlines are like that it 's
1: one of them. we have no they, obviously they have guidelines you know like don 't don 't do anything terribly raunchy of course and we, <laughs> we wouldn 't anyway they wouldn 't approach you to work with them if you weren 't a good fit for their brand anyway mm. but you you we, we go off gut feel a lot and i, I think that 's what people don 't understand is we say no to a lot of a lot of things that come our way simply because we it doesn 't feel right something about this person, maybe they weren 't organized maybe they just something doesn 't come across right or what they 're asking you for like who was it? Somebody said um oh that's right there was that trip recently remember that person came out of the blue and was like we want to send you to this part of the world and you we will send a camera crew and they will film you, and then we will edit it, and then we will give the, you the video, and you will put that on your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not YouTube. That's <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? That's not the thing. So just flat out no. So you gauge the relationship absolutely. You know, make sure you have a good understanding of what they want before you commit.
0: And I mean, it's a big. Uh, it is. It is a big step working with these with these big brands. Um, I guess a lot of creators think you know it is amazing, but they don't realise the cost of a. For a brand or a big company to do video, it's so, so, so expensive to do. Mm. Um, so to work with um, creators and influencers is, active, is actually quite cost-effective for them. All. One is because the content is quite authentic and it reaches a big audience, but mm. also because you're just natural content creators and can do it in far, cheap, far yeah. more cheaply than you know a production crew can.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't yeah. know that at first. Mm. I undervalued what we did totally and completely. I had no idea... And then I realised, I was like, wait a minute, we and we offer everything. So I, I do some freelance writing for CNN, so I can really write. Like if you need something really well done, I can do that for you. Matt puts together these incredible videos. You know, we've got, I'm happy to be in front of the camera. We can take great photographs. We can do everything you want to do with one two-person team. And I didn't really realise the value of that. But it is, and we can price it so well for them that, yeah, it's insane that that more brands don't work with creators because they're so talented. Like, there's so many people out there who are so good at what they do and they price it better than really big production companies.
0: Why do you think brands don't want to work with creators that much or they don't work with them as, as much as they should?
1: Um,
2: I'd say it's probably that they're scared that they won't deliver what they say they're going to deliver. Um, you hear a lot of that sort of stuff from people that we speak to.
1: I think also for some brands, their perception of a creator could be a girl in a bikini mm. and they don't understand that it's, it's it, yes, that's one part of you know, Instagram, but that's not all of what everybody does. Um, there are lots of different talents out there and, um, lots of different approaches and yeah, people making some amazing content. I don't think brands quite realize the scope and just how, how great people are. <laughs> have, you,
3: have you ever had brands actually say that to you? Like that they, they, they fear that there's a lack of professionalism because it's YouTube and not say a, a celebrity that they could pay to endorse their, their content.
1: That's a good question. Um, not to my face. No, yeah, <laughs> I
2: can't think of any instances.
1: I've had, I've heard it from journalists. So when we've been the only kind of um, new media, and lots of surrounded – by lots of traditional media. I've heard them say, I've been on trips with um, Instagrammers and my opinion of them is low because all this person did was sit by the pool in a bikini while I was out chasing down down the story. And I I can, yeah, I understand their point of view. I can see their point of view. It it is
0: interesting because I think a lot of uh, brands, especially people who don't understand the space, really think of, they lump all creators' influences together. Yes. Um, And, you know, there are influences on, you know, Instagram for example and it is more photo based than it is, you know, maybe a little bit more about looks than it is about anything else. Mm. Um compared to other creators mm. on YouTube and even on Instagram we have to work a lot harder to create the content they do. Um but they still get all sort of lumped together because of that lack of knowledge. Yeah. But um in the yeah. end it comes down to the value, right? The value you're providing is something that they can see in the end and then also their audiences can see as well.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. I do want to say, though, no shade at girls in bikinis. Because <laughs> I, like, I understand, like, even to get photographs, a lot goes into it. You know, mm. it's not as simple as just take a photo. Like, a lot goes into it. And that's just one aspect of that person's business. I, I know now myself that there's so much behind running, you know, your own small business. So I don't 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 hate me online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we, you work with what you've got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, um, it's I just want to talk about, obviously, you were saying, you know, you both do different roles. Like, mm. you know, you work on the... On the production side, you work in front of the camera. What's that like as a dynamic between the two of you? I mean, you're a husband and wife team. Like, one, how does that affect your relationship? And two, what's it like to have someone to like to help that dependability there?
2: Yeah, it's uh, we enjoy it. I mean, we obviously have we do have fights, and we do. It is difficult at times. Um, I spend a lot of time editing, probably more than I should. I
3: I think I'd say I spend a lot of time fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm wondering, have you ever done a video where you think, we should just put a compilation of our fights in? Like, really? We
1: did. We did. Well, we cut the fight out, like, in Canada. I was so excited. I had, like, been to this amazing waterfall, and the person that took me there had, like, blindfolded me and then taken the blindfold off to this amazing view. And I was like, I'm going to do the same thing for Matt. I'll film it. (sighs) It's going to be this amazing experience, and this idiot looks before we even get there and ruins the surprise. And I was being Furious. unreasonable. I lost it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally lost it. And then we like had to cut, and then we came back, and we were uh, yeah,
2: we're, like, we were making up. We've were been fired. Do you have to pretend
3: you're like? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what the colors? No idea. No,
1: we just tell it like it is. We're like, we just had a massive fight. Yeah. Uh, Matt ruined <laughs> it, and I hate him.
0: Oh. Do people like that authenticity though? Like the like the. Yeah. I mean, you guys seem. I like your travel videos because they're not I mean they're very well produced but they're not as sometimes you feel like there's realness to them. Yeah.
1: That's important for us, for yeah. sure. We like to be realistic. I don't everybody fights, you know, and I, I when we first got married I I thought a marriage is no fight no fighting, it's getting along, it's smooth sailing. If you have a problem, then you have a problem. And the more people talk about it the better. Um I was very worried when Matt and I, I was very concerned
0: with our uh, choices. <laughs> I
1: was <laughs> upset with my life choices. No, no, no. I, um, I was so stressed. I was like, what's this going to do? We're going to be living together, working together. We're in a relationship. We're going to fight nonstop. Like, what is this going to be? I thought this is going to make or break us. And to be really honest, I was very, I kept Matt kind of at a distance because I was like, if If the work goes down, I don't want us, our relationship to go down with it. Like, I'll just keep those two things separate. And our business struggled. So, when I let my guard down and we started working together better, and we were fully in it 100% together, like, ride or die, if you're, if this thing's going down, I'm going down with you. Things got a lot better. And now there's nothing. i can't quite describe it it's so good having somebody that gets it like we do these planning days every year where we sit down and like talk about feelings and personally what do you want to get out of the next 12 months and professionally what do you want to get out of it and we're on the same page we have shared goals like i know what's important to him and if he's up editing like i can empathize i'm like yeah I, i get it that's rough like you support each other in such a deep way and you have these shared goals
0: What do you do when he's up editing and you're not in front of the camera? I sleep. (laughs) (laughs) She watches Netflix.
1: (laughs) You just have to divide your roles. Yeah,
2: I I just have a bad habit of, I get very distracted while I'm editing. So editing takes me a long, long time. So it's my own fault that I spend so long doing it.
1: I used to try and help him because I'm a very organized and I do work very very quickly I just like to get it done and move on um whereas Matt drags it out yeah. <laughs> so I tried to help him I was like okay I'm really good at being organized I should organize him and help him and he would stick to it for like a week and then drop it and then I was like I can't control this man like <laughs> if that's his workflow that's his workflow like let him have at it and if yeah. he has a problem with it it'll get so bad that he'll change yeah
0: it's yeah, speaking of workflows and obviously you guys have found a working relationship um which is Obviously, you can clearly see it comes out in the videos, which is great. Have you ever worked with anyone else, though? And Has anyone else ever disrupted that? Have you ever, like you said before, that mm. you wanted a production team, wanted to take you to X mm. place and do it all for you. Have you ever had mm. to work with anyone else to create content?
1: Uh, so we went to Japan earlier this year. We worked with Adam Marshall from Darkroom Pictures. He is a professional videographer um and it was amazing it was so so good he didn't disrupt our workflow he made our stuff better um even just to learn from him just to watch him and he was kind of saying to me oh it'd be cool if we got a shot like you doing this or you doing that so it was fantastic we've not had anybody disrupt our workflow Mm -hmm. and I think I'm pretty particular about things so I think if somebody did show up and tried to muscle in I'd be like you need to back off we've got this
0: nice (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Any plans to work on any bigger productions in the future?
1: How do you mean? I mean, mean would
0: you ever want to say, oh, I'd love to take this maybe to TV or somewhere
1: else? 100%, yes. That's yeah. like the end goal for sure. Mm. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I'm a hack when it comes to what I do, so I would love to, like I learned a lot from Adam in that period mm. in, G- in January. I'd learn heaps from him, but I'd love to learn more. Like I'm... I, I really want to work with somebody else to see how they do things because sometimes I look at videos that we've done a year ago and I just cringe and I just go, oh my God, that's the worst <laughs> audio I've ever heard in my life. That's the worst framing I've ever seen. So, yeah. It,
0: it, it's, a, it's a really interesting area because so much of so many YouTubers and so much of what, it, what has been learned on YouTube is because they teach themselves, yeah. right? And they, you develop a certain set of skills where in, in many other workplaces you learn from people. Whereas you know YouTube can be an isolating experience, and you know you don't always learn the skills, and what you do, you often learn from YouTube directly. Yeah, you know, so it's it's interesting working with people and developing those skills faster, isn't it? Yeah,
1: definitely. We were actually talking about this just two nights ago, and we we're talking about the um, the incubator that we did with you guys about how uh, knowledge kind of has been the key to motivation for us mm. because we found it hard to stick to a YouTube schedule, we found it hard to be consistent, and we and when you aren't getting growth, it's very demotivating. And I guess we didn't have the tools to help ourselves and to do better and to move in the direction we wanted. And then we did the incubator and so much knowledge. It was incredible. And it was so motivating because you don't have to focus on the numbers anymore. It's not so much like, oh, I'm never, you know, I have a hundred subscribers. How am I ever going to make it to a million? It's like, all I have to do is follow this process every week or however long you put your videos up. And it's mm. really been that was a game changer for us. I'm interested
3: to know that actually because, you know, there's always milestones in someone's career. So what were the milestones from when you started to now? And then what do you, you know, you mentioned planning, annual planning sessions, mm-hmm. but what does the actual career trajectory look like?
1: That's a good question. Um, it's a great question. A it's, a, it's a very, very, very... very best question yeah. anyone's poorly, ever poorly worded
0: question. Wow.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the milestones were... Probably, it definitely wasn't subscriber numbers because that was going up very, very slowly. It was more um, opportunities. It was that we would get a real boost when we would get um, asked to make a video for a client or we would get paid to do it or even to make, even to have them see our video and ask us to make videos behind the scenes for them. It was validation more than anything because there hasn't been huge paydays or big subscriber number jumps for us. So there have been, yeah different yeah. they've looked a bit different the milestones there was
2: a couple of videos we got asked to make one was from TripAdvisor, i think you remember that one that was like a big stepping stone for us yeah. we're like wow there's value in what we're doing here mm. um and then there was other there was other clients wanting us to review some products that were travel based that was another time we went oh wow that's that's a step you know we're actually getting somewhere here so yeah
0: the reason it's an interesting question is because um a lot of youtubers when they get into it they don't have any strategy mm. you know um it's just about like Often, the first thing is, it's like, how can I get more subscribers? Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. And when you think about that, it's kind of crazy because subscribers don't necessarily equate to success, mm. as er- as any established YouTuber has now got. It's like, oh, it's not just about subscribers, there's so many other things that are involved in it. Mm. But, you know, we look at all the forums and we see what people are asking and it's all, oh, I've got more subscribers, I've got more subscribers. But you know what? You know, some people subscribe to like two or 300 channels. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's about there's so much more involved in that. It's uh, about developing, you know, an engagement strategy and a growth strategy and determining what those milestones are that make sense in the overall scheme of things. Yeah,
2: we we definitely saw a big uptick once we started building a community, once we started talking back to the people that were commenting on, on videos. At first, we were a bit scared, I think. We just weren't, or we we didn't want to give it the time because we just didn't want to let people in, I guess, maybe.
1: And not everybody's nice. So Mm. you think, who am I letting in here? And if I let this person into my kind of personal space and I engage with them, you know, am I going to get my feelings hurt? Am I going to be embarrassed? Are they going to turn around and make me feel bad about myself? So I was definitely keeping people at a distance. But once you kind of surrender to the process and still look out for yourself, but really become involved and really... Really, like I I used to hear people say that foster a community, and I'd be like, boring. Like, why would I do that? No, that's that's really what you have to do, and it has to be your community. Once you start doing it, it feels a certain way. I can't really describe it. And there's Mm.
2: actually some really great people. We we really like a lot of our our, the people that follow our videos. We really like them. They feel like friends now, actually. Mm. Um, And even some of the people that criticize us, often when they criticize, it's coming across the wrong way, and you might respond back to it, and they're really nice, and you're like. That was lost in translation. That their comment their first comment they put down was was actually a nice comment. What are they criticising? Ah, oh, could be anything. It could be something that Phoebe said. It could be. <laughs> it's whole, If she talks like too the, much. <laughs> or the, uh, the
0: sharks in New Zealand, perhaps. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Calm down. <Yeah. laughs> you have to I say. I laughed it. when I saw that. <laughs> can, you, can you give people some context of what, what we're talking about
1: here? Oh, so I made a, I made a YouTube video and <laughs> I was giving people travel tips about New Zealand. And I said, oh, it's great because there's no predators. Like, there's no snakes, there's no you know, bears, there's no sharks. And. In my mind, I was thinking of the lakes because I've never gone swimming in the coast of New Zealand. So I was thinking of specifically Lake Wanaka. I didn't say that. And um, I got roasted alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, shucks, you're in for a surprise. What an idiot. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I, it's so all, frustrating.
2: Oh, the South African videos when we went to South Africa to Johannesburg. We um, There are no animals in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I meant, there's no animals in the buildings yeah. in the middle of yeah. the
0: city. Working computers, computers, driving cars. Yeah. That's where there are no animals. <laughs> oh my gosh. It
1: drives me insane too because I'm, I'm very hard on myself and I'm a perfectionist. So then I get really, like I get caught in my head. I get like frozen because I'm like, I need to think of everything and say it perfectly. And on the flip side, it's like, that's unreasonable. You cannot. Somebody is always going to interpret something that you say wrong. They're always going to hear what you say a different way. You can't be perfect.
2: So what
0: did you do in South Africa? What happened?
2: Uh, I was just gonna say some a lot of the South African videos that we put together, we we um we had a really great time there. We we had a guide with us the whole time, so we felt quite safe and we understand South Africa can have its dangerous parts and stuff. But um the comment sections of those videos are just insane. Like if you go and read some of the comments in there, it's it's pretty full on.
1: It's out of control and it's it's unreasonable stuff. People are like, you know, you're you're lucky you didn't get you, you yeah. You were with a guide. If you weren't with a guide, you would have gotten raped. You dumb bitch. And it's like, yeah. well, I mm. was with a guide. So, yeah. are you suggesting that I tell people to go over there and not go with a guide? Is that not the right thing to do? Like, yeah. it's they're unreasonable. Yeah.
2: Have you ever thought about <laughs> switching com- comments off? Well, yeah, I did think about it yeah. for that video just because it was upsetting at the time. But we've, it's it happens so often now that it's it just wore off the off the ducks back.
1: Yeah, anyway. it's also it's also not really about you. Yeah. As long as somebody doesn't say something really bad, and we had to step up our one of those filters called you put words in and, and it catches words yeah. filters. It makes me sick. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You
2: got it. Yeah. I'm having a blind today. Yeah.
1: Should have had more coffees. Yeah, um, yeah it makes me sick when I sit there and have to add words in. I have to add in the word rape cuz everybody's like you are going to get raped, you rape, rape, rape. Yeah. Like why it's not cool? Stop saying rape.
3: But that's an interesting thing because we know that switching comments off is the death of a channel. You definitely don't want to switch the comments off, <laughs> but you still you're the owner of that channel, so yeah. you set the culture for the channel. So it's perfectly fine to use the filters cuz I mean, you're yeah. in contr- you're allowed to yeah. do that if you want to your channel. Yep. Absolutely,
1: like everyone's welcome to have an opinion. If you have an opinion, but express it in an adult, constructive way. Don't come there and make awful threats and well, put this people is, down this and be is the internet. So yeah. I don't think yeah. that, that doesn't really <laughs> apply. <to laughs> the internet's a beautiful, kind, <laughs> friendly place. Uh, oh gosh.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, look. I mean, the, uh, people do like they'll pick up on little things, and it's funny yeah. how many yeah. creators have said, "Oh, you know, I just said like one word was they not nitpick. right," and they're like, "Is that is that right?" You know. So. Yeah. I feel for you. Right oh, I feel you. I feel you, you know.
1: It's so frustrating. And you work, you spend so long in a video. Like, it's not like we just showed up and did it. It's like we planned it, we scripted it, we negotiated a contract with the client, we flew all the way over there. You know, we landed and started filming right away. We worked our butts off doing, you know, 18 hour film days for four days in a row. We got home. Matt spent three weeks editing the thing. We spent two and a half weeks on a thumbnail. And you're upset about a shark?
2: It's like, come on,
1: man. Like, give me a break. I'm going to start going to people's work and just nitpicking them. And be like, you photocopied that wrong.
3: <laughs> it is definitely our nature, right, to focus on the negative comments, even yes. though you probably get a ton of good comments as well. Yeah. yeah. And Katie Morton actually did say she in did. the last podcast that human beings will, for one thing, we focus on the negative because our brains are wired to f- pick up threat. Right. Yeah. So she said, what you need to do is actually, for every one negative comment, read five positive ones. Right. And that's how you get that balance in your own psyche about okay I feel comfortable and good now yeah
1: I think that's where your community comes into it because mm. even if people are sledging us then we know that like our OG supporters are there and they're so nice they're mm. like I loved this one or Matt did such a sick edit or whatever that's where your community matters the most mm.
3: it's almost like VB. this community is not so boring now
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you
0: just, uh, this, so you've obviously traveled a fair bit and done a fair few things right what's tell us like a, what's been the most crazy trip or crazy thing that's happened to you when you've traveled
1: crazy how
0: Yeah, you, don't know. anything you're bitten by a land shark maybe <laughs>
1: <laughs> never living this town no. <laughs> we always find ourselves in really weird situations like they're the ones that because we get these amazing opportunities and we get to do things that other people wouldn't get to do um Uh, you know, you see photos on Instagram of of people visiting places with no one else in the shot. That's because brands sneak you into there early before it's even open. So we get opportunities like that and we get to travel in a way that other people, just regular people don't. But the best stuff is the weird stuff. Like we were in in Sweden (laughs) – do you remember they took us to that factory? Yeah. To this day, I don't know what it does. We were in like a conference room, conference room B. We were like having like a board meeting. We we're just sitting there going, oh my goodness, what is this? And they took us on this tour of this factory that made something to do with science.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a drug processing plant out of the box or something. It was like, this is where we make the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, like, cocaine. <laughs> it, was, it was very strange.
1: It was so weird. And yeah. I had said to them, I was like, you know this isn't going to go on the YouTube video, right? Like, this is not – people can't even come here and do this. What even is this? And they were like, sorry, this is happening. I was like, are you sure? Because my time would be better well spent doing X, Y, Z. And they were like, nope, it's tour time. And we (laughs) went and I was like – weird stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. Weird meetings and presentations and tours of strange factories.
3: (laughs) Any strange encounters while you are overseas in a different culture where you sort of had that that culture shock?
1: That's a good question. Yeah. I feel like it happened recently.
3: Is that what you're looking for, though? Because if you're saying we're going to do a a video in, uh, say, Thailand. Yeah. Yeah which I know you've done some of those videos, and it's something that people should know about, and you think this is actually a really important thing. If people go to Thailand, be aware of this. Yeah, for, for example, that there are sharks yes. in New Zealand. <laughs> coast. Land sharks <laughs> will <laughs> follow <laughs> you from, from New Zealand like, to <laughs> Thailand. Did you make the
0: cultural faux pas? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise oh, no. there were sharks around New Zealand. Thigh, Everyone's going to think that like, New Zealand's infested with sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not true, but you know. It's <laughs> just,
1: just well, according to me, It's not. <laughs> Um, yeah, we definitely look for that stuff, for sure. That's that's the number one thing. We're always looking for those little tidbits that people need to know, stuff that we wish we knew before we went to a destination, always.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we well, we just got scanned by – we just had a taxi <laughs> scam on the last trip. So we in the last video, we just talked about how – not to get scammed, and then it happened yeah. to us
1: in Vietnam. And what's funny is I did the camera piece in the taxi that was about that's to scam good. us. And I was like, <laughs> "Be careful of scams, you idiots! Like, make sure you talk to the taxi driver. Take care of yourself." Like, I, I was so cocky, <laughs> yeah. and then the driver like locked the door, and he's like, "That's 500,000 500, Vietnamese job. Yeah. And We were like, "Oh, rats!" And, and it m- was how much is five hundred thousand Vietnamese? It
2: was only I think that's only thirty five dollars, but we knew obscene. that it, we knew that that s- small trip yesterday cost two dollars. You know, yeah. so but he um. Obscene. He locked the doors and <laughs> we were sitting there going, well, we're not going to pay you that. And he... What
1: are you going to do, fight us both? Like, I'm from Logan. Like This is not happening. <laughs>
2: he had his phone in a holder and he's just started watching YouTube. It wasn't even an our
1: channel. It wasn't our channel. I was like, at least subscribe to my channel, you <laughs> animal.
2: So we just started getting aggressive, like not aggressive. <laughs> but We were like, what are you doing? Like, what do you want us to do here? And he just kept ignoring us. And yeah. Eventually, we, we talked him down and got
1: out. So, yeah, it was like, I'll give you 150000 Vietnamese dong and then we're out of here. Like, that's your option. Take it or, or leave it. Yeah. We're leaving. And then Matt God, Matt never gets angry. And then as the guy unlocked the doors and Matt went to, was giving him a mouthful as he got out, and I, for some reason, turned into my mother and I was like, your mother would be ashamed of the man you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. That was pretty
0: funny.
1: Nice. When I'm on the mic.
0: Fred, let's take a quick break here and just give ourselves a big plug. We are super excited by this new
2: initiative. We have created the Changer
0: Creator College. The Creator College, quite simply, is a place where you can get a whole bunch of online courses, including our brand new Accelerate course for YouTube, designed to help emerging and new creators become even better on the world's biggest video platform. The reason we think it's pretty good is that it's not just our opinions, but the opinions of a bunch of really great creators and experts coming together to give you a very, logical structured course damn right it is the college just for creators so check it out at com. that's c-h-a-n-g-e-r college.com uh well let's um talk bit. i mean obviously you've done a fair bit of brand work, work at brand work of brands like singapore airlines and i think american mm. airlines as well um and other you know hotels and stuff all around the world it's I think it's everyone's dream to sort of think, Oh wow, these guys can pay me to then travel like first class and do a review on that. I mean, that looks pretty epic. And mm-hmm. I mean people who watch those videos are very inspired by that because it's so cool to see people do that. And yes. it's so relatable you think, Oh, I could I could I could do that. Um, what's the reality though of of working with these with, with these big guys? Like like you said Singapore Island's quite easy to work mm-hmm. with, but like, you know, you've got to deliver something and what's mm-hmm. the reality of well, I'm not just there just to have fun, I'm there to actually do work.
1: Um, I don't think we've ever been paid to fly business class, ever. <laughs> no, no. Ever, never. So, take that off the table. If you think we're actually making money, we're not. <laughs> the yeah. payment is the business class and we willingly accept. Yeah. Like, yes, thank you.
2: And hotels don't generally pay you to stay there. That's not how it works. It's usually, a, usually. It's usually a tourism board that wants deliverables from you. So, a video of your experience over a week somewhere. So, as part of that… You may be flown business class, you may be put into a hotel, that sort of thing.
1: Yes, and the reality of it is harsh. So if you think about a long-haul flight, um, even a medium-haul flight, we don't get on there and just rest. We work the whole time and then when we arrive, we work as well. So it's um, it's stressful because you don't want to upset the other passengers and you don't want to be that inconsiderate YouTuber, you know, and we have been told off before. <laughs> they were like, you know, you you can't do that. You can't film. And we we're like, well, it's our job. We're actually here to do it. And they were like, no, put the camera down, get out. And we were like, no, 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 like the client, we have to get this. We have to do it. Um, so it can be stressful and you can feel, we feel really awkward. I always envy those people that feel really confident and make these, you know, you watch a Casey Neistat video on a plane and, He's doing squats with other passengers. I'm like, why can't I be that confident? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I watch his videos, his airline reviews, and I'm always so jealous. I'm like, his audio is crispy. He's doing all these great things. He has no reservations. And then I get on there, and our audio's terrible, subpar. You, you,
0: talk, you know, I, know I was going to say, like, we can't talk the about audio. the tech guy. <laughs> like, you know, our audio is so bad.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, his annual review is, is coming great. up. <laughs> yeah. Our presentation
0: is great, but the audio, the yeah. video, it's just
1: terrible. But the camera work is exceptional. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we try so many different things. To get that audio right, it's always rough, isn't
2: yeah, it? Yeah, we've had some big fails,
1: massive fails. Yeah. But you just chalk it up, and, and that's the benefit of you know having thirty two thousand YouTube subscribers. Is if you totally blow it, it's not the end of the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. Well, you do. I mean, you have uh, around thirty odd thousand subscribers, mm. um, which is a good number. It's not as big as some of the you know the multi million yeah. dollar channels, but you guys are still able to earn a living and work around that and that's that's pretty great because you know people would not think at that level you could do that but you have a multiple ways to do that i mean i like talking about you guys as an example because you have developed your own small business based around youtube and a couple of other avenues in order to make that viable right
2: yeah yeah definitely we we um youtube's or well, the income from youtube is a small part um Affiliate income is something that we've just started doing in the last sort of year or so. I wish we had done that a long time ago because it's, it's working well for us as well. Um, and then also, what we do, her writing, f- freelance writing, and my freelance graphic design is a part of it, um, even though it's probably a small part. Um, yeah, you just got to find as many different ways to make money from what you do as possible. And in possible.
1: many ways, our platforms, including YouTube, are advertising. So brands see that and go, that's actually a really good video. I want something that's not so highly produced. I want something that's more relatable. I want something that's targeted for social media and a social media audience, which isn't your big, you know, kind of TVC production. It's something more relatable and low-key. And that's what we do. So YouTube, you, you always say this, right? You always say it's a, it's a leverage point. Mm. And it really is a leverage point for us.
0: Mm. Mm. I'm very wise.
1: <laughs> oh, and humble
0: <laughs> and humble <laughs> no no it, it is it's something that a lot of people think about uh, is they well, a lot of creators are like I want to get that YouTube ad revenue and when you make that yourself focused, focus that's going to put you in a dangerous place because you know it could change and there are lots of factors not just that what YouTube do but what the environment does that can change that so spreading that income base is, is important and you guys did that early which is Obviously, going to put you in good stead as you go forward. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, like I said, you have 30,000 subscribers, but you still have, a, you know, you earn a living from it and you do what you will love doing. And you have to travel to amazing places and do cool stuff and hang out with each other and fight in
3: public
1: and yeah. Yeah.
0: talk about land sharks. <laughs> and that's amazing, it's right? It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a
3: really good point, though, because success. The fighting point? That, the, the shark. shark fight, if you <laughs> could <laughs> fight a land shark, that would be you awesome. That would be a, a, that's a viral video right there. <laughs> but I was just thinking about success and how success is different. For everyone, right? Yes. So, what does that look like for you? Like, what, what? Yeah, well, I
2: mean, from what we what we get to do in terms of where we get to travel, we would have spent all our money on doing that anyway. Mm. Um, so, we see that as a success for us. We get to do what we want to do with our lives, and we take a pay cut to do it. But essentially, it's money we would have spent to do it anyway. Do you know what I mean? If that yeah. makes sense.
1: I think the idea of success is interesting. It's something we've grappled with because for a long time, there I mentioned our planning strategy meetings. Um, for a long time there, we would get to the end of each year and go, okay, next year's our year. And the truth was that the next year, nothing big happened. There was this slow, steady growth. Sure, maybe we earned a little bit money and things are a little bit easier, but there has never been a breakthrough moment for us. People ask that. They go, Where's, what's been your defining breakthrough? It hasn't happened. We have mm. it, For us, it has been a grind and it is still a grind right now. And it's only been in the last couple of months that we've both kind of taken a step back and gone, okay. It's a grind for us and that's okay and this is what success looks like for us and we are so grateful for it because we have something bigger. This isn't just about getting to a number. This isn't about earning a certain amount of money. This is about doing something with your life that you are meant to do with your life. It's about having a meaning, fulfillment, all of that kind of stuff. So
3: so when you say next year is going to be a year to mm. make it, mm. what, is that? What, what is the vision that you're trying to make what um, is it? Yeah, what is it? What, what is, is it? it?
1: <laughs> for us, um, it's a good question because it's not really a number of subscribers and I do think it's silly to work personally for me. I think it's silly for me to focus on an, a specific number of subscribers, but success would be not having to worry financially. It would be amazing because we still do. We still have to – we just can't you know, fly wherever. We don't take holidays. We work when we travel, we don't take a holiday. So it would be nice to have that financial freedom and really it would be awesome to have more freedom to do what we want to do, to be able to pick and choose our destinations. I think that's why a TV show really appeals, to have more financial support, to make what we do even better, to have somebody like an Adam Marshall help us um, would be incredible. Just take your content to the next level. But I will say after doing the um, the incubator, you guys said something that kind of stuck with me. You talked about how when you work in the television space, there is a loss of control and I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I maybe, I I have always thought TV would be amazing and I still, that is in my mind, but I think I'm a bit more kind of open to this will be what it's meant to be because I don't want to lose that, that creative control. Mm. I love that about YouTube. We do whatever we want. It's great.
0: It is. It's, it's, it is hard work. And you, 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 you you, you hit the nail on the head there when you said it, it is a grind. And, It's very, 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 very rare you have a YouTuber that just breaks through and successful straight away. It is an enormous, enormous amount of work. Um like even like you know, even when Ninja was saying we were talking about this the other day, Ninja was saying it as a as a gaming creator, how how much content he had to make first. Um, that's it. You just keep gonna gotta keep doing it and eventually if you, you know, get that strategy right and you keep working at it, it it does pay off, but it takes a lot of a lot of time. Yeah. That's yeah. why Passion is so important, right? You've got to do something you're passionate about. You'll, you'll hate the whole thing. Yeah, so. it's not
1: sustainable because there are days when you just think, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep, you know, going to the grocery store and being like, "How much am I spend on groceries?" Like, I just need to walk into Woolworths like a boss and buy everything. Like, <laughs> how long can I keep grinding like this for? But when you love it, you just do. You just yeah. "Now it's worth it." Yeah. Back, Back to ahead. Aldi.
3: Does the fact that you're doing <laughs> Does the no shade on Aldi, no, just, yeah. Aldi Aldi's a, wonder, Aldi's a wonderful store. <laughs> Their
1: hummus is the best. Um, I'm brought to you by
3: Aldi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Woolworths. <Yeah. laughs> um, but I'm just wondering, I mean, because travel is work now, does it ruin some of the idea of travelling for fun? Like,
1: Yes, we can't.
2: Yeah, we tried. We we,
1: <laughs> we tried to take a holiday. Yeah. It was a day awful. Stay hope for fun. Just in the yeah.
2: quietly. Like we do. It was fun. so boring. I'm we joking.
1: We do. We tried to take a holiday, and we we're like, okay, cameras down, equipment down, no shop talk. We're just going to go to the beach, and we're not going to take any photos or film anything about it. We both laid there on the beach for five minutes, like. I'm bored. Do you want to get a camera? Yeah, all right. I just imagine
3: Matt sweating away. He's like, i got to film something. Matt's just like continually doing this with his hands, like trying to put a camera to his face. There's nothing there.
1: You can't help it, right? Once you start seeing the world through those eyes, you're like, oh, you know what would be great? If I scrambled up on those rocks down there and then you shot through this palm tree, like you just think that way. So now we do it differently and we realize that for us to take a holiday, it really is at home, which sounds so lame, but we will like take, we just took a week off. I tried to take a week off. I had a client and I was like, I need that money. I have to say yes. But Matt um, Matt took a week off and just lounged around the house for a whole week, you know, potted around the garden, that kind of stuff. It's great. It's great. You need that time to, to have downtime, yeah. decompress. And traveling for us is now synonymous with work. So that's not how it works.
0: What's next and what's the next big trip?
1: Oh, We have a really good one. Are you ready? We are going to South USA. Um, we're going with guys at Intrepid Travel and the Tourism bob there, so travel south u s a we're going to go to Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia.
0: Cool wow. I'm That's, so excited. That sounds so awesome yeah
1: it is it's going to be epic, and barbecue. there's a bunch of creators yeah <laughs> barbecue there's a bunch of creators going too, so you know it's going to be a good great. vibe
3: yeah it's yeah. awesome i'm I'm actually really jealous just thinking about it come, <laughs> come with yeah just show up yeah um I was just going to ask then, what yes. would a typical work day? How many hours to start with and what does it look like?
1: This is a wild question. It's different for both of us. You go first.
2: Yeah, I have a very – I'm not very good with structure. I I just I sort of – some days I will sit down to start a video and I won't even start it. I get distracted or whatever and I will – sometimes I'll start work at 9 o'clock at night and work till 4 a.m. I just – it's not a healthy thing. I know that. I've got to try and work on that. Um, And it's very different for Phoebe as well. She –
1: I can't help but laugh. It's so funny. Because you have this idea when you quit your job about what working from home will be like and it's totally different. Like Matt's a night owl. I work, I will only work during when the sun's up. (laughs) I can't work at night. I don't have it in me. I'm, I'm not like that. But I will, if I have a really tight deadline... I will just glue myself to my desk. Otherwise, I kind of work in short, sharp bursts and do stuff around the house. So I might put on a load of laundry and then spend an hour writing and then go and make lunch and then spend 30 minutes writing and then go and do this and then spend another hour, you know, scripting or whatever. So it's different for both of us. And it's been hard. You know, you're used to going to an office where you show up at nine and you leave at five and you do your work within that time and that's it. And you have to have it done or or whatever. But it's fluid and it's been hard figuring that out because you can work any time during the day and over the weekends and all that matters is you get your work done. It's been hard giving yourself that freedom to do that, if that makes sense.
3: Because the frequency of your videos is… Every Friday. Yeah, once a week. Once a week. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So when you say scripting, you're planning out that video?
1: Yes, absolutely. Do you use a teleprompter? No. Okay. Off
3: the cuff. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I just will kind of read… This, we'll script it. So uh, we found that before we were doing that, it was, I've, I felt, I I'd never felt comfortable with vlogging. I don't like that. I want to talk about things that help other people or give them information or have some benefit to them. So by scripting it, then we research and we get that information and we make sure we build those key points in there. And it's, yeah, it's just what we do.
3: So you're working on that throughout the day. You're sleeping
2: throughout the day. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: He's pretending <laughs> yeah. to work, pretend snacking.
2: Work, yeah. Eating a lot. Um, yep. No, I, I mean, I do do other work like graphic design clients and this stuff. So I'm doing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I couldn't tell you what an, an average day is. It just changes day to day. Yeah, um, I and I, kn- I know I've got a lot, uh, a lot of ways I need to get better at time management. So
1: You always get the video done though. I, will I do, say yeah.
2: I work much better under pressure. So if it's coming to, it has to, be to the time of the week where I need to get it done, I, I get it done. And you said there's no
3: structure, so it's not like you say we have to have the script written by this date, we have to have the first edit done by this date, post done by this
2: date? No. No. No.
1: Just the script has to be, I just script in the lead up, so I'm scripting now for the USA trip, so I'm just doing a bit every day, or if I've got a real roll on, I'll spend longer doing it, um, and then, yeah, we'll be ready to go by the time we leave.
3: But you're not travelling every week, are you? No. No. So how do you create content weekly when you're only travelling? How many times throughout the year would you travel?
1: Maybe once a month.
3: Okay, so 12 times a year, but... 52 videos a year? Mm. Yes. So how do you plan that out?
2: Yeah, so to fill the gaps, we often do, we might do a live, we've been trying to do live videos, sometimes on location, and they sometimes are hit and miss, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. Um, Then we'll do other videos where we um, take content from the website and turn that into a video. Um,
1: Actually, let's use the USA trip as a good example, because it is a good one. So we already have the itinerary, so I go through it and break it down based on time and activities. So... I'll look at what they've got and I'll go, all right, we're going to be in Tennessee for two nights. Is that long enough to make a video, a good quality 20-minute length video? Yes. Okay, let's do that. Then we'll group North Carolina and South Carolina together and then we'll make a Georgia video. Is that? Where did it go? (laughs) Just for people Um,
3: listening, there is a uh, land shark in here. (laughs) (laughs) Followed Phoebe to prove that they do exist. (laughs)
1: Why? Flew from New Zealand. Yeah. uh, yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we break them down and that way we try and get as many videos as we can out of that trip to cover us for one when we're away travelling. And in addition to those on the road kind of travel videos, then we will do some to camera pieces at home where we condense just the information. So they're like our real travel tip videos. So out of this trip to USA, we might get about four or five four, videos. Yeah.
3: Okay. And have you thought about the evolution of your videos? Because people have come to know what to expect when they come to your channel. Yeah, right. But you're also looking to see how you can expand. So what's the planning involved in how – what's the next level of your videos?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. We're actually going to do a bit of an evolution with the USA series um, because we weren't satisfied. I guess no, no creator is ever satisfied. Um, we weren't satisfied with what we did in our, our trip with Singaporeans for Squad SQ. Like when we watched those back, we were like, we could have done better here. We could have done more here. And, like with what though? Um, in terms of – um, b roll get more b roll um more to camera pieces more information, definitely more information um, yeah, we realized that some of those I felt like our intros could be better my, when i my lead ins could be better, and they could work better with matt 's graphics that he puts in there and are you thinking about a
3: hook with your intros yeah, yeah,
1: definitely a hook with the intros, and uh we were thinking about something else, just uh oh basic. I realize that I don't put a lot of the basic information. So people ask us the same questions in the comments. They'll be like, what was the weather like? When was the time of your visit? How much did everything cost? Mm -hmm. Because for us to be really upfront, we often don't pay for things. So we walk into a restaurant and the client's sorting out the bill. So often I have no idea how much something costs. And that's just ridiculous. And people want to know. So I have to now start to think about those things and go, make sure you get the costs. Make sure you talk about that. Make sure you give people that information because that's what they want. So we're going to step that up in the next round of, of videos. Well, that's
0: a good point to ask. What are your top tips for an aspiring creator who wants to do something similar to what you guys are doing?
1: Um, uh, number one, I would say you just have to get out of your head. If you're, I understand how overwhelming it is when you see people that have really big channels and really they're the ones that you see. You don't see the smaller guys that are, that are scrambling their way to the top and it can turn you off it right away you can go I'm never going to get there that's never going to be me I'm never going to work with Singapore Airlines I'm never going to fly business class um, all that kind of stuff but you can you just have to start and everything in your mind and your body tells you that you can't do it and it's like no you're never going to get there it's too hard it's never going to happen but you just have to do it and there's no you can follow everything and you can do everything right there's no guarantees it might take a year it might take 12 so you have to be in it for the long haul so you have to really be willing to to play the mental long game.
2: Right. yeah. <laughs> Matt, I'm trying to think of one. Um,
1: Work late at night.
2: Yeah, no. I think um, a lot of what you guys taught us at Changer was was huge for us. Before we didn't know about that. We didn't know about the tagging. We were just tagging whatever we thought it might be. So, getting that knowledge will help you prepare yourself better to at least have a chance of your videos being successful at what you want them to do. So, make Absolutely. sure you, make sure you you, t- you take the time to learn that stuff before you start. Mm. And if you, you know, if you have a clear idea of what you want your video to be, maybe storyboard it or you know, create a, a, a sort of format for it, it's something we sort of have learned over the years. So there certainly wasn't a format starting out. So
1: Absolutely. That's such a good one. If I could go back in time and start a channel with all the knowledge that I have now, it would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah. It would be so much easier. Indeed. So get that knowledge. Yeah. Get it.
0: Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Uh, We've learned a lot and I really want to go traveling.
1: Yes, (laughs) come with us. Yeah,
3: I will. I'm leaving Lee. (laughs) Okay, I'll just stay here and uh, (laughs) look after the office. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you. See ya. Phoebe, Matt, so very
0: interesting. I am so inspired to travel. You have to check out their channel, Little Great Box. They have a bunch of really great videos for destinations all over the world. And subscribe to this channel and check out the Creator Generation app. But until next time, see you later.
1: The generation (laughs) on the mic.